News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. The Department of Education has released statistics this week which confirm that rural areas have more Ukrainian children enrolled in their schools than their urban counterparts. Could this be the key to rural regeneration? I'm joined now by Seamus Boland, the CEO of Irish Rural Link. Seamus, your thoughts on this? This is a positive, isn't it? Absolutely. It's a great story because effectively it does rejuvenate a whole range of things in rural Ireland, especially schools, school numbers. It brings people into the area, brings services into the area. And of course, it is it is a great story. And it also is part of a greater growing acceptance that migrants, whether they're war refugees or others, come into this country and that, you know, we can accommodate them and, and in, do so in rural Ireland. Um, and we have had an issue, and I know because we, we've highlighted on the on the programme previously with things like particularly very small rural schools. There might be two classes or they might you know, be mixed classes, third and fourth could be in together, that kind of thing. And and they're, they're afraid of, of things like losing a teacher or losing the school altogether. Kids coming in, young families coming in, that's a real bonus. Absolutely. I mean, one of the great things, one of the things about a rural school, I, I went to a school a long time ago now, which, you know, makes classes. I always thought it was a great benefit. Um, but I tell you, you know, schools threatening to lose a teacher, looking at the figures here, a lot of schools now have increased numbers. So I think that threat dies away. And in fact, it, it may even put pressure uh, to expand services or even expand the buildings that schools are in. So I think and that combined also, by the way, with people working from home in rural areas. I think we have a really good uh, story in terms of rural regeneration. At the moment. Yeah. I mean, I'm just looking at the figures. Donegal have over 800 Ukrainian refugees. Dublin has 1,200. And, and I mean, if you think of the size of Donegal in terms of population and the size of Dublin, it, it, it's wildly uh, proportionally different, which, which is which is a good thing. Rural Ireland, is it still largely welcoming of, of Ukrainian refugees? We have seen quite quite a bit of protest and pushback, Seamus, elsewhere in the country. Yeah, we seem to have, but I have to say, travelling around rural Ireland, I see nothing of that kind of element of, of uh, protest or, or disagreement with people coming into the area. In many ways, uh, people see it as a welcome change because, as I said, uh, you know, these are people who come with great intentions. They're hardworking. They they try to get involved and mix in with the community. Yeah. You know, and we're beginning to see students enrolling in G. <laughs> Teams, no, it's great. Names. I mean, so it is, great. And, and there's some very nice positive stories from this. But I suppose I'm thinking of things like we're hearing that Donegal, it's hotel stock, 50% occupied by, by, by refugees and asylum seekers now. Uh, tourism is massively important. And whilst that might be a, a, an OK stat for the winter, I imagine in the summer, the hospitality industry of, of rural Ireland will be kind of saying, well, listen, we, we, we know there are, are, are various uh, issues competing here. Are you hearing anything about any of that? Yes, and obviously in the tourist counties, Donegal would be one of them. Kerry would be another. Yeah, you will. You will. Kerry also have you know um, nearly a thousand refugees as well. So they also have you know a very same as Cork, but 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 again, population wise, very dissimilar. 
Yeah, and that presents a, a major challenge because obviously this, you know, these war refugees who are not there really of their own choice yeah. are not coming over to stay in hotels forever and ever. So it clearly, uh, as they say, is not the forever home. So that we, we have challenges in trying to uh, rehouse and, and bring new facilities or facilities that are more in common with normal yeah. living. No, I, I mean, I can, I, I can see the boom. I suppose lastly, does rural Ireland need any additional supports for this happening in terms of transport or GPs or you know we hear things about the guard the station closing the post office closing those kinds of th- kinds of things what would rural Ireland like to see happen should there be a dividend for rural Ireland for this do you think oh, I, I, I think there will anyway but I, I, I but you know when, when you hear economists talking about you know you, you don't have the population so you can't support services well that myth is beginning to die away so there will be a, a demand for these services and of course transport is always there yeah. access to proper healthcare is always there and other services. Yes, there will now be challenges coming not just to government but to a range of sectors, private and public, uh, to start providing those services. And I think I would rather see that problem than the problem of people leaving. And, dwindling, uh, dwindling populations and rural areas. decline. Look, it is a positive story and thank you for talking to us about it this morning. That is Seamus Boland, their CEO of Irish Rural Link. We'd love to hear from you if you're one of those rural communities that has seen an influx of Ukrainians, has seen maybe the school come back to life or has seen the, the, the town centre or the village centre liven up again where maybe it was a little bit, you know, more empty. We'd love to hear from you this morning uh, on the programme. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.